What would what would our podcast be called if it was a Kraken? Like, I guess we'd have to be sponsored by Kraken Rum, right? And just no, Kraken beers and Seattle. Oh, Kraken! Kraken the. It would just be Kraken beers. So That's all. Oh my god! Kraken brews. Folks, welcome back. This is episode 35 of Brews and Bruins. Uh, we have recurring guest Chanel Keenan on. Uh, you just didn't hear the episode because uh, Cam ruined it last week, but yeah. welcome back to the show, Chanel. <laughs> the year of the virus, folks. Yeah. Uh, Chanel is now our first ever first time recurring guest. <laughs> She's both That's a awesome. first time guest and a recurring guest at the same time. Pretty remarkable oh, yeah. shit right there, if you ask me. Definitely does not preclude Chanel from being on in the future. Um, well, let's get started with, before we introduce beers, we have like shitty NHL news going on right now. So we should probably get into that before we uh, start indulging in alcohol. Um, apparently, the Arizona Coyotes first round pick, Mitchell Miller, uh, was charged with hate crime uh for um yeah i don't want to get into the details of it but it was not good uh it was racially charged and it was ableist and uh, a lot of bad things going on with that and what made it i mean it's already really bad but what made it really bad for the coyotes organization is that they had kind of been touting themselves as uh really on the forefront of of the fight for equality and uh, it's just a horrible look for an organization that kind of felt like they were somewhere that they're not. And it looks really bad on the NHL who's kind of been uh, walking the, or talking the talk, but not walking the walk and really have fallen short in basically every respect in the fight for racial equality and making hockey for everyone. Um, Yeah. I'm super disappointed. Uh, anybody else have thoughts on this? Yeah, I uh, kind of admitted before the call that I was pretty unplugged this weekend and, and didn't really hear any of this until I jumped on this call. So I have a very brief summary of what happened, but um, obviously really disappointing, especially for you know a team like the Coyotes that is one of the few teams that has um, some diversity at, at the top of their uh, of their organization and plays in one of the more diverse markets and. Um, really, again, you felt like could have been one of those teams that really was a leader in, in, in changing hockey's culture and, and really making it for everyone like the NHL preaches. And, um, yeah, I mean, this is just – the NHL, again, has been – we talked about it weeks ago, but there's a very big difference, like Chris said, between walking the walk and talking the talk. And, you know what I mean? You just can't be doing this type of shit, like – and then preaching that this is a game for everybody. I don't know. It's sad. Yeah, I'm in the I'm in the same boat as Cam in terms of just recently learning about it. Um, and I've been kind of browsing this this article on it. Um, and yeah, I think disappointing is an under an understatement. Um, yeah, no, it's just it's it's ugly ugly stuff. 
you don't want that around the game or or just in society in general. But I think uh, hockey, like all sports, is kind of a mirror of society at times. And uh, yeah, really <laughs> struggle to find the words for it, but certainly disappointing to start with. Yeah, good times. Um, when I saw everything, like I had a weird moment where I felt like, really validated by the story because not only did it seem like classic 2020 shit to have this happen um but like you see all these things that are like oh hockey's for everyone and you know like when some when something super small happens that people can amplify and be like see hockey is for everyone like we had a you know uh skates for Black Lives or, um, you know, like Hockey Sites Cancer or something where everybody can sort of link to something and think that that's enough when, you know, these identities are more than just a month that we celebrate during the year. Um, But I was like, honestly, pretty validated by this because they say that they didn't know or it was that they were aware that this was something that happened, but then they continue to like, you know, let him come into the organization and too many people are like, he was young or whatever, but it was four years ago and it's not like it was a tweet that was 10 years ago. This is an actual experience. And by talking about the years in which it happened, you like undervalue the victim of these hate crimes. Um, And yeah, they called it bullying, which I thought was like a really cute way to put it because that is the bare minimum of what it was, in my opinion. So um, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't really shocked. I was shocked that it was so recent, if I'm being honest, and that it was like a kid who's younger than me, um, because I'm 21. So like, you know, he's not that much younger than me, but at the same time, like, that's just crazy to me. but yeah, I am really disappointed. Obviously, I'm proud to not be a Coyotes fan right now. So I have that going for me. Janelle, I actually just want to, because I was reading through this article and was going to say two things that you just brought up. But um, in the team apology that they released, the first sentence says, I am extremely sorry about the bullying incident that occurred in 2016 while I was in eighth grade. And like right from the get-go, they're tacking on the while I was in eighth grade to try to make it. And like you said, using bullying, which, you know, this wasn't like, you know, flicking the kid's head in class or, you know what I mean? Like stuffing them in a locker once. Like this was extremely fucked up shit that was happening. Um, And the fact that they're pretty much loading their would-be apology with excuses right from the get-go and using just completely bullshit language, you know what I mean? Um, it, it just like I, I read that and I was like that's not an apology that's like a PR I'm trying to make ourselves better like you know damage control and that's that's not okay mm-hmm. like just like you said like even if they didn't know about it let's say which I have some doubts about um, because you know these prospects are very <laughs> you know a lot about these kids that you're drafting and I would be very surprised if they didn't know anything about this but um, even regardless of that the fact that they are immediately responding and, and essentially just trying to do damage control, I think just shows what they're 
values are in this really. Yeah. That's the, that's kind of the crux of hockey culture. There is they know that they can get away with this because they know what the culture is. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that's the, that's the part that needs to change. And Chanel, I think you made a couple of really good points in the video you posted on Twitter earlier. Um, even kids need to be held accountable for this because it's not excusable shit. This is like dangerous, hateful, uh, crimes. Um, and a lot of uh, the parents and the environment in which these kids are, are raised has to be held accountable as well. And, and everything needs to be better in that respect. Mm-hmm. All right, should we make the harshest of left turns into uh, <laughs> into more, I guess, more, I don't like, Hockey, yeah, yeah, less shitty. Like the Bruins haven't done anything interesting, but for sure uh, are not embroiled in anything like this right now. Um, I'm Chris Gear. This is the (laughs) Anton Hudobin episode uh, rerun, I guess. Uh, Drew wasn't here for the first one, so we're glad to have him here. Drew, how you doing, bud? I'm doing good. I I don't know if that's the standard answer. Shit what sucks, you, but it's what okay. You drinking? What <laughs> Considering you drinking, everything sucks, it's going good. Um, I got a, a New World American IPA from uh, Mayflower Brewing Company. Um, yeah, another one of those other beers that I just randomly found in my fridge. Thanks, Dad. And uh, yeah, it's decent. I'm gonna. Hmm. It's it's definitely drinkable. I, I'd say a thirty out of thirty-seven on drinkability. Okay. And then taste, you can certainly taste it. It's very citrusy. So I'll give that a 35 out of 37. All right, cool. Uh, let's go to Chanel Keenan, our guest. Uh, what are you drinking? Um, I'm drinking a really shitty Jack Daniels watermelon punch. And I call it shitty because it's like something that I would buy because it was probably cheap. And um, it's definitely made for the teenage girl which i technically kind of am so it's fine right. we I, accept it and we drink it i definitely need you to rate that on the taste and drinkability scales <laughs> <laughs> from- yeah, this is gonna be a different a different approach for sure let's see i would give it like a 25 out of 37 drinkability because it does have um, a medicine reminiscent taste to it for me <laughs> um, that's growing up on liquid medicine but uh all right it has alcohol in it, and that's really only what matters to me. So, <laughs> right <laughs> <I'm okay. laughs> the bar is low. <laughs> the bar is so low. Uh, Cam, how you doing? Uh, I'm just gonna say it's a really good thing we recorded this podcast today and not yesterday because it was a weekend. Um, and I'm I'm finally feeling like I'm at a point where I can start drinking again. So, <laughs> I'm doing pretty well, I guess, in in that term. Uh, I am drinking a sports and leisure because, of course, we are people of sports and leisure. Uh, beer from it's an IPA, double dry hopped IPA from Mass Landing here in Portland. Uh, also, a pretty thick boy kind of looks like a, you know you can't really see through it at all. Uh, let's, let's give it a sip here. I've had it <laughs> a thick boy. You can take. I think Jesus. I may have had a couple of these last <laughs> night, but or a couple of nights ago, I mean rather, but. I don't know. Drew, you're going to have to bleep that one. 
Why? <laughs> presented don't, by don't Bruins. Don't take it out of context. <laughs> the Thick Boys presented by Bruins Diehards. Presented by Bruins Diehards. Uh, <laughs> on the on the rating scale here, drinkability, um, not bad for an IPA. Still an IPA. I'm gonna give it a fourteen. Pretty solid for an IPA, I think. Uh, taste definitely can taste it. Uh, I'm gonna give it a solid. 28 for taste respectable not quite like elite tier as far as the amount of taste goes uh but definitely respectable separate note really good beer Can't, definitely would recommend anyone in <laughs> i love i love how our ratings never really reflect that scored a combined 30 sorry math what did i say 28 and 40 i can't even remember 14 and 32 we need a we need like a super loyal listener who uh takes all of our composite beer rankings yeah um well i am drinking yeah (laughs) i i am drinking an ethical brewing company crossfit jesus um this is my friend's home brewing um i was i was at their place the other day while they were doing some brewing not this beer but um i was asked to blind taste test this one and Holy crap, it's a beer. It is a double IPA that is extremely fruity and it's really bitter on the finish. So I'm going to give it like a seven in terms of drinkability because I don't think I'd ever want to have more than one of these because it is also like 9.2%. But in terms of taste, it's like a 36. You can taste this beer what it should say on the on the can you could taste this (laughs) a somewhat drinkable beer that you can definitely taste (laughs) all right shall we move into the the hockey talk portion of this uh this podcast let's do that Eh, okay do that sports and leisure as my beer (laughs) says sports and leisure second section um yeah so i guess the the quote-unquote news uh from last week i guess it's not breaking or anything but you're gonna get our thoughts on it uh, the Bruins haven't really been doing a whole lot in terms of free agency, but they've been re-signing their own guys. And the biggest one was getting Matt Grizzlick back uh, for four years, somewhere a little over three and a half for the cap hit. Um, the Bruins' left side on defense is a mess right now, so this was huge. Uh, let's start with Drew. How did you feel about this uh, this signing? This, oh, I think the, it's the numbers. I, I think it's great. Uh, cap hit and length are both fantastic. Uh, whether whether you're to bring somebody else in on defense on that left side or not, I, I see Grizzlick as a part of the team going forward, regardless, even if he was just in that like uh, that third pairing. But I think, you know, based on the lack of action we've seen, it looks like he could be the on that second pair or even the first pair if Char doesn't come under contract um so i think i think it's a great deal i think grizzly could have potentially gotten more but at the same time based on his performance that seems about right like i don't want to short sell his performance by any means but i think i think the bruin it's probably good for both parties but i think especially for the bruins it was a good deal yeah so chanel uh along those lines 
with the left side being a mess right now, how do you feel about Matt Grizzlick potentially being on the top pairing with Charlie McAvoy? How do you think he could fit there? I just hope he can. I don't know what what on earth is happening this off season. Like, there are just so many things up in the air. Like, I don't, I know we're gonna get into it, so I'm not gonna talk about it. But like, I, I hope it can work. I just think it's like a a weird combination with him and McAvoy. But honestly, that's just because Chucky's like a mess. But that's fine. Um, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see what they can do with what we end up having. Um, Like I said in the last episode, it will be interesting to see what, you know, our younger guys are going to be able to do, given the fact that I'm not really sure if the AHL is going to have a season, if we're going to need to take up some guys from there to fill in some blanks, but hopefully it works out. Yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at. Cam, what are your thoughts on, maybe Grizzly becoming more of an offensive producer with like an increased role. Chris, it's like crazy. It's almost like we've talked about this and you like know what I was focusing on. Uh, and I'm just going to talk about his defense actually. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, uh, obviously with, with Krug leaving, I think the obvious choice to fill that on the top role is, is Charlie McAvoy, uh, which then will f- open up presumably a spot on the, uh, on the second power play unit. I think Grizz is the one you try there. Uh, obviously not quite, I would say, what McAvoy is capable of offensively, which people are going to be like, what do you mean McAvoy didn't score for like 60 games, even though that feels like 100 years ago now, because that was this season, believe it or not, folks. Or I guess technically it's last season now, but the most recent NHL season where Charlie McAvoy had his like goal drought and people were like saying we should trade him and shit because they're stupid. But um, yeah, no, I mean, I think obviously it's, I think it's definitely time for Grizzly to get an increased role. Um, I, I do agree with Drew that he has the potential. I don't think he would have made a ton, but I think he could have made more elsewhere. But at the same time, I will say, I think um, the Bruins are probably more keen to his skills than a lot of teams are because he hasn't had that big of a role yet. And I think in the opportunities he's shown, he's proved to be a very good player. And that's why I am comfortable giving him definitely top four minutes and would be at least comfortable slotting him in and giving him a shot at top two minutes. Um, so, you know, maybe other teams – wouldn't have paid that much for him because they weren't sure he hasn't had that role. He's been productive, but not in top two, top four minute numbers. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think he's definitely ready to step into that role for the Bruins. And uh, I would be surprised if we saw some major speed bumps there. I think based on the style of game he plays and uh, just how effective he has been on those lower pairing matchups, I, I think he's definitely got what it takes to, you know, top four chops for sure. Yeah, he's he's still relatively young, but probably not as young as people think he is. I think he's like 26 right now. I think he's 27 going into next season. I'm not sure like when his birthday yeah. is. Yeah, so he's, he's, he's signed through his uh, 31-year-old year, I guess, and I think that's what I like most about the contract. I, I'm very over uh, signing players beyond, like say, 32, 33 years old at this point. Uh I mean, I'm not going to complain about it with some of the guys we have on the team now. Uh, If you look at Marshawn, Bergeron, Krejci, like I don't mind those guys being under contract because they're still producing. But This is going to be ironic when we argue to keep Char later on, but keep going. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I I guess that that does kind of 
transition us well into the next conversation though if, if we want to talk about char and where he fits in with the plan um chanel do you have any feelings on bringing back chara and whether he still belongs in uh i guess in like a top pairing role or what role would you see him having on the team if he does resign so last week when we recorded this i was like yeah he'll, he'll come back like maybe for a year whatever or take a break and come back mid-season whatever something weird but now i'm kind of like is he gonna come back because i feel like he knows enough of what might happen in the next couple months as far as the setup goes um so i can't even say like oh he'll retire because i don't think that that's the case either i just feel like there is another team out there who is looking for exactly what he is he's older obviously but that's like a plus for some teams who have younger kids, you know, and he can still move. So like, I don't know. I feel like he's still really valuable in a lot of ways. I just don't know if he wants to stay with us. Um, Even though apparently his people and the Boston people are talking to each other because he's the final ruling on if he's going to stay or not. And he hasn't really said anything. Um, is a bit concerning to me. So I don't really know. And I don't really think that they would name the captain immediately after either. I feel like that'd be poor taste kind of. So like, even though I'm like desperate to see Patrice wear the C in my lifetime, I just don't think that that is something that is going to happen this season, um, which I'm fine with. But it's just going to be, I feel like that will be the sign that we're in the beginnings of a rebuild not completely because obviously we made it as far as we could last season but it's like what what is happening and why hasn't he signed yet and I feel like he's not even giving us like Krug signals of like posting pictures of Boston and like (laughs) making us crazy and going on a farewell tour like none of that shit's happening right now so there's like no hints as to what we have going on in the future and I feel like that's a bad sign um yeah yeah cam do you think there's like a plan in place that the bruins are kind of like waiting out Uh, do you see anybody like out there uh, maybe like in a trade or a free agency that the bruins might be waiting out until they address the left side are they gonna go all young kids what's the deal i don't know i feel like if we're hoping for any like drastic miracle move here you know anything big that's just being overly optimistic i think um it's probably just going to be roll with the kids for now and see what happens. I mean, you know, this is a pretty strong roster. We talked about this a little bit in the lost void episode, but um, you know, obviously a bit of a disappointing playoffs last year, but still won the president's trophy. They're still the best team in hockey throughout the regular season. Uh, And even without major upgrades to this roster, this is a team that's going to get into the playoffs. I think barring injuries or some crazy shit, um, even with an aging core, this is still a team that should be very capable of making the playoffs. And I, so, you know, I'm not, I'm not necessarily opposed to the idea of just kind of riding it out and, um, you know, maybe making a deal at the deadline. Of course, you never know, things could get more costly then. There are situations where it's like, hey, if we had just pulled the trigger back in, well, I'm not even going to say a month because who fucking knows what this <laughs> season's going to be like. But, 
if we had pulled this, you know, during the off season, you know, we could have, you know, like the Ilya Kovalchuk thing, for example, was like nobody wanted to sign Kovalchuk and then he came in and tore it up and then you have teams trading for him where it's like you could have just signed him for dirt. You know what I mean? Um, I will say I'm not overly concerned about Chara. I think, I think he's going to be Boston or, or done. I, I really would be surprised if he plays anywhere else at this point. Yeah. Um, I think – I think really like I don't think you sign Zidane Char. I think Zidane Char signs you. So I, I think <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Wow. I think the bees are playing the waiting game right now. Uh, and as fans, it makes us uncomfortable, especially with it being our team captain for you know more than a decade now. Um, obviously, any type of like what may appear as hesitance is concerning to us. I think at this point, like it's probably him just waiting out to see what's going on with the NHL season. I mean, I know I might be hesitant to sign a contract, especially at his age where he has done so much and he's already accomplished so much and he's going to be a first ballot hall of famer. No question. Um, You know, he might not want to like pull the risk of like not seeing his family or, you know what I mean? Like exposing himself to COVID or something like that. Um, And he probably, my guess is he's just waiting to see what the NHL is planning to do. And from there, uh, you know, we'll, we'll make a decision, but I don't think the Bruins are screwed without him. I think um, I don't think they're saved with him. I, you know, what I mean, he's not he's not the player he once was, but I think he still has a valuable spot on the team. Um, I don't think he's like first pairing, you know, a first pairing player at this point in his career, though. Drew thoughts? Yeah. Um, we're kind of tying it <laughs> back. Wow, Jesus Christ, that scared me. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> you threw me the fuck off with that. <laughs> Yo, Chris, are you safe? I just got an AP alert saying authorities urge 100,000 people to evacuate the face of fast-moving Southern California wildfires. That's in Laguna Fire Beach, Beach, so oh. I'm safe for now. Nice. Good. Little, little before before you were unaware area. of the fires happening in your state, I just want to make sure if I, you know, I don't have to save your life here. <laughs> Some people call me a hero. I mean, appreciate I mean, it, man. There's a guy in my town who got arrested because he was holding up in, a, in a, an abandoned like building in my town today. There are helicopters and shit. But anyway. Um, <laughs> all righty then. We're talking about Chara, Grizzly. Okay, I was going to tie it back into Grizzly. Uh, I think <clears throat> I, I agree with you, Cam, on like it's not like Chara is going to save them. And it's not like they're going to be totally lost without him. I do. I would really like to see him on the team next year, considering you lost Krug, it'd be nice to just, like, he's still reliable. It's not like you're throwing in a prospect that you hope has like the great potential to be <clears throat> a player who's better than Chara, but you know, Chara is reliable. Um, he can hold down the fort defensively, even if it's not on that first pairing. So I would like to see them keep him around, but in uh, that kind of ties back into Grizzly in the sense that I'm not super comfortable with him on that first pair. I hope he proves me wrong if that's the case. If that's where he plays. I am 100% comfortable with Grizzlick on the second pairing alongside Carlo, basically just filling in where Krug was. I think that's 100% fine. Uh, but, yeah, I, basically, like you said, Cam, again, like, <laughs> it, it – doesn't matter all too much either way i would definitely feel a little more if they're not going to add anything else on defense i would definitely feel more comfortable with them resigning chara but even if they go out and get some depth on the left side then losing chara is really no issue yeah i think for final thoughts on chara i think if if he is back i i think the 
tales of his demise were uh, greatly overstated. Uh, I think he's still an effective player, especially on the penalty kill. Um, I wouldn't be super mad to see a, a Brandano Charla pairing on the second uh, second pairing. I hate um, that. <laughs> Absolutely uh, hate that. But that is also the episode of this <laughs> the title of this episode. <laughs> I think that would be a decent shutdown pairing. Maybe not to be used at all times, but yeah, I think that works. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm not sure if I'm comfortable with a, a whole left side without uh, an established. NHL defenseman uh, I mean Grizzly is for sure an established NHL defenseman he's an established third pairing defenseman though um, yeah. and it'd be tough to see him as the best guy on that left side um, I guess from here uh, one of the things we talked about last week was kind of um, with the injuries to uh, Marshan and Pasternak you're looking at possibly a month or two of the season, depending on when it starts without those guys on the top line and maybe perhaps Sweeney is waiting out the off season to kind of see what's left over uh, before figuring out what he needs at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, Cause that, that going into as much as I'm excited about uh, Craig Smith on the, top pair uh, top line with <laughs> craig smith, your top pairing <laughs> yeah top pairing defenseman craig top, smith t- top two d-man craig smith uh two it, first names top two d-man right there two first <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i can't believe <laughs> um yeah so basically worries going into next season with a depleted roster uh let's start with cam Okay. Cam, get off Snapchat. Um, no, I think, uh, like, I think, I mean, I don't know. Again, I think even with most of a healthy roster, maybe we're not a president's trophy team, but I would be very surprised if they're not in a playoff spot. Um, I also don't think, again, it's like kind of like you were saying, it's the worst idea to, like, maybe give the kids a few weeks in the beginning of the season and see what they have. And, you know, not when it's like a high-pressure playoff push or anything and, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's dangerous water because if they scud a little bit and you know how Boston media gets and then, you know, they don't win like three out of their first four games or some crazy shit and it's like blow it up. Every The kids suck, trade Stunika and McAvoy for like, I don't know, like a couple pucks or something. And we don't know how long the season's going to be. That too, yeah. It's also – that's that – obviously that is a factor too. If those games become more important, maybe it's a little – bit more of a gamble doing that but I, I don't know I don't hate the idea of giving it a shot and if we can upgrade some later then do it but I I would rather them do that than pull trigger on like a I mean obviously David Bax is a forward but like doing something like that where we're like hey we think this washed up old guy is gonna fix our team and then like put us in cap hell I would I would rather experiment with the kids a little bit is Jack Johnson still available yeah right Especially, like Chanel had mentioned, with the coming rebuild, kind of maybe, in, you know, starting to come into the works, you do have to figure out at some point what you have. So let's, you know, we don't need to go full Buffalo Sabres and, like, pull out a bunch of young kids and suck or anything. But, like, I think starting to transition more of those players in isn't necessarily a bad idea. Yeah, so Chanel, we, we talked two weeks ago with uh, your nemesis, Nick, about the <laughs> – 
the boo, Craig, his boo. <laughs> the uh, Craig Smith signing, and we all kind of gave our thoughts on that. But since that has been the biggest move of the off season, kind of one, I want to hear your thoughts on the Craig Smith signing, and two, I kind of want to get your grade of the off season if this is really it. Um, I was just happy that they signed someone. Um, truly, like it just made me think that their gears are doing something. Um, so for that, I'm excited. I think it's always a little bit special when whenever we get a new player, just because it's a new face, and you know, we get and especially figure. since he's so handsome. At least I mean, for me. I forgot <laughs> about oh, hundred percent. It's Man also Rock. a really nice face that we've gotten, so I appreciate that as well. Um, <laughs> the page they have for their dog is like amazing um i've interacted with the dog which i think is just his wife so that's really fun um i thought you meant like in person so then like when you said maybe this is his wife i was like whoa 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 what is going on here who is this guy not yet not yet um but yeah i i'm excited for that because i think sometimes you need a new face in the building to you know remind everybody that you know we're a working organization and we're still trying to get better blah 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 um overall for the off season i i give them like a c plus a a b i don't really know they didn't do anything super damaging to me other than i mean that wasn't even krug's fault really so i can't even blame him so um and I don't I really have an emotional attachment to him. So, yeah, yeah, I don't even really care. I'm happy he's happy, I guess, except he doesn't <laughs> look good in blue, but that's fine. The St. Louis part was a straight. Oh, punch. yeah. Just it was a stab to the front, there. which was yeah. just crazy. So. <laughs> Um, it would have only been worse if it was Toronto or Montreal. It was like walking into a, a house and the only one there is Nick. It's just like, ah, shit. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. My worst living nightmare. Um, Presented by Bruins Diehards. Right. <laughs> diehards? What are you talking about? I don't know yeah. anything about this Bruins Diehards organization. Sorry, uh, World so I, Best News. We barely do. <laughs> world Best News. Yeah, so I, I forgot to ask Nick about his thoughts on how handsome uh, – Craig Smith was, but I'm kind of glad I didn't because I feel like it would have given him like a an opening to talk about how handsome he thinks he is. He absolutely would have used that. So you'd be like, Craig Smith's good looking, but you know who's better looking? Me leaning against the tree. Like <laughs> <laughs> for context, that for anyone who doesn't know Nick, that is his profile picture. Imposing leaning. Well, I just want to throw it out there. Like, just I'm not gonna say he looks bad. Like he's a good looking dude. You know, I, I'll give him that. So I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> I'm just trying to like not be fired here, Chanel. Being honest, so it's it's, it's okay. okay. I'm just here so I don't get fired. <laughs> all right are we transitioning into the talking shit about yeah, Nick no, I, 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 let, let me uh, let me introduce here so th- this this was kind of happenstance like chanel was just next up on the list and just happened to be on the the week after nick and she lit him up last week and uh yeah that, that was good um Want to want to give some background on how this started? <laughs> I really wish I could. Um, I said last week that like we literally went from me kind of asking him for a job, like 
a month or two ago, like months ago at this point. Um, and then like he he said something like, I didn't know that I wasn't following you for so long. He's like, I'm such an idiot. And I was like, you're right. Um, <laughs> which I wouldn't normally like say something like that, but I've been following him for a really long time, sadly. Um, so like, I don't know, but things have just continued to get worse. I don't know how to explain it. It's like really just weird dynamic that we have where we just can't help but like want to strangle each other, you know? Um, in a very like friendly, professional, loving way, you know? So I just like will see him post Instagram and I'll just get so mad. Like just so mad. Like the tree one was just <laughs> a tragedy, a crime against my eyes, honestly. Um, <laughs> and Friday we were on a Zoom call and like, you know, you're on Zoom with like more than, you know, five people. You don't know who's looking at who because like you mm-hmm. can't see. That's weird. But for some reason, anytime like something would happen, we would like manage to make eye contact with each other, which is impossible. But <laughs> it would happen. And then like we would both start laughing. So I would get in trouble because it would be happening during like a serious story or something. And then he would do the same thing, except it only felt like we were the only two that was knowing what was going on. And then we're like texting each other during the Zoom call because I'm like, you need to stop making faces, stop doing Morse code because that was happening as well. Like he said he was tired, but like he was just like blinking up a storm. I'm like, are you okay? Like, are you kidnapped somewhere? Like what is happening? Oh, Drew um, probably had something to do with it. He's a known kidnapper. Drew, Drew notorious for kidnapping. Yeah. Jesus Honestly, Christ. I would be fine with it. He needs a little torture in his life. That's what I'm here for. So, like I said to you guys last week, like, someone has to humble this man, okay? He has, like, an army of simps. I brought this up to him. He's like, no, I don't. He's like, what are you talking about? Who are they? Name them. I'm like, I'm not going to out your simps to you. That's disrespectful to them. And to keep their privacy. But the fact that you don't know. Yeah, we're team simp on the Bruce and Bruce podcast. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that you don't know is like a lie. So I was like, I'm not going to, you know, continue validating you having simps by telling you who they are, you know, like you should, you know, you know. So, um, yeah, I don't know. He's in trouble. He's in more trouble than he was the last time I talked to you guys. So, um, (laughs) yeah, but I, I don't know. We just, is so annoying the worst person i've ever met anyways hey i mean he's he's okay he's got that uh jeep compass that carson coolman helped him buy helped him buy <laughs> i think he actually bought it for him <laughs> i didn't want to bring it up again because it got me so mad the last time like, he said on the tail end of the call and i was like oh my god i forgot that he's told that story i was like are you bragging that you got an ugly car by like asking, you know, a professional athlete his opinion on his own car, and then the next day you just, oh, I just went out and bought it the next day. I'm like, oh god. He's like, yeah, I showed up the dealership after Carson Coleman told me about it, and Connor McDavid was the salesman. You know, I McDavid sold me the car. From? <laughs> I really, like, where's I really... his accent from? Like, I really... I'm I'm from Dorchester, right? Which is 
Boston, okay? Dorchester. Like, I should be in the Dorchester. Movie. Not him, he's in fucking Maine. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, Maine is like the, the like, seafaring accent. It's, uh, it's like Glo- a little bit Gloucester. Of in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. There's some weird yeah. accents around here. I'll, I'll be, yeah. Sure. I, I, was, I was gonna say i hope carson coolman sure. somehow like got wind of nick getting <laughs> that car and then decided to sell his car and get another one because he won't <laughs> have that connection with him anymore <laughs> we're gonna have nick back on next season and he's gonna be like yeah so like i helped carson coolman buy a car like he saw me pull in and he was like oh what's that and then i brought him <laughs> yeah man i was just leaning against a tree and carson coolman came up to me <laughs> He drove up in his Jeep. <laughs> oh, my God. I yeah, that's, a, that's why Chanel didn't want to out the Simpsons because Carson Coleman is running Nick Simpson. No, I didn't want to out a professional athlete. Oh, my God. I was like, I hope he hears it, bro. I hope he hears this episode and that you get an email from his team that's like, we have the same car. Oh, my God. So happy that you chose the one that, you know, I had. Like, what type of story was that? Like, what? Do oh we think God. that Nick listens to this? No. I think we should not mention no, Nick to him at all. So that's, here's what I'm saying. I think we don't he mention it to him at all. We give him like a week. And if he doesn't like reach out to us within a week, be like, yo, what the oh, fuck? Then, like, then I think then we'd be like, hey, you should probably listen to the last episode. I, know. I, <laughs> I really want to say something like really mean. Then it's, it's going to take that long for him to hear it. But I mean, um, he, he knows, I think I'm just going to text it to him instead. So he I hears say it right to now. his face. So like, <laughs> he knows Chanel's on this episode, so he's going to listen for the side talking. and He's going he's gonna to feel Bruh. weird that I didn't like roast him hard, as hard as I should have probably because I do it to his face. Well, you can tell, so. just, just tell him on the last episode that you roasted him too hard. And I you felt really bad went hard last week. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I have a proposition. I just, I'm thinking like, so Nick, for those of you who don't know, lives in the same city as me, which I just recently found out, apparently, for the second time. For the second know. time. <laughs> Nick, Nick, Nick was so memorable that you forgot that he lived in the same city as you. I, I, I you know, I don't pretend to have a good memory, I... Chris. Uh, so what, what I'm thinking is that this this famed tree has to be somewhere probably oh, around <laughs> <laughs> You guys are thinking what I'm thinking. <laughs> I, I feel like we're going to get a Bruise and Bruins live stream flat slash photo shoot at the, the tree. On the tree. Oh, oh my God. God. Stay yeah. tuned for that one. I need, the, I I think... need the cam recreating every yeah, Instagram Yeah, I'm going to take each picture, and I'm, but I'm going to like hide a beer in the tree somewhere or something just for like a little Easter egg, you know? Oh but, I thought you were going to like rip my shirt off and like shotgun one or something and then get like arrested for public intoxication. It'd be great. I, I thought really you were going to go all in and say you'd take a piss on the tree, but... I thought that too. I was like, <laughs> I'd like to bring my dog there and have it piss off the tree and again. You know, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to disrespect such a famed landmark. So in Peachmore City. Yeah, so. I, I already feel bad enough for the tree. So no need. And Drew, that means you're gonna have to come visit, and and we can take this photo shoot together. We can do some thirst trap pics on the tree. It'll be great. You guys can. You guys can thirst trap in front of the golden oak. No. I love it. I love it's got to work out for like five years before. <laughs> Don't give him a big head, Don't give him a big head. Drew's like, hit me up next election day. And we'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. I hope eHarmony um, hires him. <laughs> I really do. Because I get those ads on my Hulu now that are just all eHarmony. 
lines. I'm like, oh my God, like Nick could really be in one of these. Like, I feel like he does this stuff on the regular, like getting off a treadmill and being like, I'm looking for a girl who's willing to like work out from time to time. And he but just he says that. Like yeah, I was gonna say. I think. I think like, like eHarmony isn't gonna pay him to do it because they can just rip it off he his does. Twitter anyway. They can just retweet it and like they don't have to pay him for it. So. Exactly. <laughs> I hope they don't pay him for it. I hope they like. Make well, he probably pays them pay for it just to get on there and more promotion. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. if it's anything to, to get him closer Simari. to the Bachelor, they'll he'll do it. Oh my god. He'll do it. That's a whole other situation. That's his his life goal. (laughs) I think that might actually be his life goal. I have no idea. It is. It really is. He's like, would you watch if I was on that season? I was like, absolutely not. Do you think he would settle for the Bachelorette? Yes. Any, either. Either of them. Well, do you think he'd go like full like Jersey Shore and just like. Yeah, because they have to. If they get one like townie, basically. Like, he'd be one of them. There's always, like, a California, like, all of them. One from each area of the U.S. He would be, sadly, the one, and they'd, like, probably relabel him to being from Massachusetts. What would the the Boston version of Jersey Shore be called? The South Shore? I guess, but I was hoping for something, like, a little more, like... The Shore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just feel like it would just yeah, be the shore. They wouldn't call it the Boston Shore, <laughs> Massachusetts. They would just be the shore. <laughs> that would be insane. the Boston mentality. It's the only shore. <laughs> what? <laughs> the hub. Right, you right. You right. This is like the, the Wista Banks. <laughs> oh my god. It would actually, it would be the Cape. Yeah, I was gonna say it's, it would definitely be Cape Cod, like uh, cake at the Cape or something. The know, vineyard, like <laughs> Martha's Vineyard, uh, Martha's Vineyard, the Sandwich Shore. Oh my god, so bad. Oh man, he would go oh. for it too if he had the chance. He would totally go on the first season of one of those. Just to I think say he might he try did. to pitch his own show. Honestly, I'm I'm sure he probably has since apparently they follow him on one of his social media platforms. Somebody does. Real house bros of, of uh, Real Brockton. Real of Boston. Sponsored by donkeys. <laughs> donkeys. Sponsored by donkeys. I fucking hate the... So, do people actually say donkeys? No, it was just from that thing. <laughs> okay, good. Because, well, actually, okay. no, there well, are... Well, no, now he's saying no, ironically. Donkeys, so, yeah. Okay, so donkeys. Chanel, yeah. Chanel has heard it, apparently, so... I, As a resident of the state, yeah. Okay. Sure. No, I've heard dunks, but not... Dunks, too. I, I, I right, actually, Chanel, I have Jesus. a question for you, because so, um, you are closer to Boston than Drew, correct, than Reading? I'm not, like, super familiar with Absolutely. You. Okay, that's what I thought. So, I have a buddy who lives in Bridgewater and he tells me that people there are really into drinking dunks ice water not like the coffee they like the coffee and stuff too but these like everybody walks around they're all like fucking rave that dunks is the best ice water and I was like are you fucking kidding me it's ice it's probably Mm -hmm. tap water with ice in it It is is that a thing that you noticed (laughs) it's like dunking water like it's I think it's you either like it's like you're in between your two coffees you get like the nice little medium water yeah I'm, yeah, I was in case you didn't hydrate. already need to pee enough. Yeah. Right, yeah. And I, mean, I, I don't want to, like, I am I'm totally a, a donkey simp. Like, I love I love dunks. 
So I don't want it to sound like I'm shitting on it, but like I'm not gonna act like they're fucking ice water. No, like you shit on the like consumers like, that are buying the water from them. Like use, that, like. It's a great ploy, honestly. But yeah, it is a thing, and it's it's not even weird. free. You just uh, no, I'm sure no, I, I think no, no. You it, gotta pay yeah. for the cup. It's probably like fifty cents. Yeah. You, you would probably get it free <laughs> if you ordered it with a coffee. They'd probably oh, do it. Yeah. You know, but you if you're just, just like, walking in there, like, "Hey, I need a water." <laughs> you can just get like a large iced coffee with extra ice, and then just like wait oh, for a while. <laughs> I've seen people just go in there, and get like a large coffee cup with ice in it, and that's it. That's wild. And I don't know what their plan is. I don't know if they have a cooler the and they're filling it in like small shifts over the course of a week, or if they're just like waiting for it to melt so then they have water. Like I don't know what they're doing. But they're like age dunks ice water. <laughs> it's all made completely out of melted cubes. You can't open the cup for a couple of years. Like <laughs> I'm personally not a coffee drinker, but if I had to support a business that makes coffee, it would be Dunkin' Donuts. Not well, they're just Dunkin' now. Yeah, I was gonna say, how do you feel about the change? They're uh, see. I always liked it as Dunkin' Donuts because yeah, that's what it was when too. I was a like, kid, you know and I, what I mean like I always yeah, went there for yeah. donuts, and that was what I went there for. Yeah, it's like what like if Starbucks a, just changed coffee the box or something? You know, uh, just the bucks, just <laughs> the bucks, <laughs> the Milwaukee bucks, yeah, <laughs> or the uh, stars, the Dallas stars. Yeah, for more more hockey on that one. See, but, everything uh, is sports, <laughs> but yeah, NWHL is uh, sponsored by. Duncan, so that's cool. And also sponsoring Duncan is Harpoon Brewing, or sponsoring Duncan, sponsoring the end of. So, uh, yeah, I, to- I totally nailed that. Uh, Harpoon's like, oh, Dunk says something going on. <laughs> yeah, we, we got to jump on this. Well, but they do have a, a Duncan beer, so I guess they are uh, intertwined in in multiple ways. But conspiracy yes, support the uh, support the companies that sponsor the end of. I have heard people call it donkeys when I was going to school in Connecticut in like the New York slash Connecticut, Southern Connecticut people were like, Oh, donkeys. And then all of us from like mass and Rhode Island, Northern Connecticut, Maine, whatever. We were like, nah, bro. (laughs) It is not donkeys. (laughs) Relax. There's your dunks a lot. Same same thing with waiting online. It's not online, man. You're in a line. Yeah, show me the line that you're standing. It's like being on Long Island. My roommate used to always say, "I live on Long Island." Like, no, you live in Long Island, bro. You don't live. Well, you live on top of the island. (laughs) Okay, I don't. Okay, then I live on Maine because I live on top of. What do you mean? I I mean, technically, you do. Yeah, but but that's wrong. (laughs) Maine is Maine's not an island, though. I mean, if you go big enough, it kind of. Well, I live on Earth. I live on North America. I live on United States. So you would say I live live on North America. If you were in Europe and they were like, "What continent you're from?" You'd be like, "No, I'm not." I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying that's what you you say. I'm saying it's technically correct. You live on planet Earth, not in planet Earth. You're on planet Earth, but you're in. I live on else. the continent of North America. That's that's the yeah, one on, way I could yeah, say. I run that. on North America, man. But if, you, if you're taking Duncan. out the continent part, you know, you don't live on Europe. You live in Europe. If you're incontinent. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> I'm saying the fact that you're saying I'm online, as in I'm waiting on a line, in a line for food or whatever, that doesn't make any sense. There's no line there. Technically, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's on an invisible an one. Like, on a piece of land makes sense. You literally are the line. Yeah, you're not on Yeah, line. you are you the, are line, the line, line, so I'm inside of the line. They forged the evidence or whatever the thing Chris liked was. was it? <laughs> they falsified they the... 
They falsified the data. That's the one. They falsified the data. That's what I'm saying. Ah. So the fugitive. I, I haven't seen it. I just, I, Chris was really excited about it a couple weeks ago. So I just, I was, that's, uh, that's where the, I've been uh, saying it a lot, actually. I kept, I said it wrong. I think every time, but I just keep bursting it out at random moments of the day. And well, that's, that's a good, pets heads are falling off. That's a good substitute for like fake news is to just scream. They falsified the data. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but also doing that. Also the, uh, that's where the Tommy Lee Jones. I don't care. gif comes from, um, didn't know that. It's where uh, Harrison Ford says, I didn't kill my wife. And he goes, I don't care. <laughs> and it's one of my favorite lines that, that in That guy did of... kill his wife. <laughs> John Mulaney one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mulaney's hosting SNL this weekend. Um, can He's we good. circle back to the Bruins really quick? Because I never got to give my off-season no. grade. And I had, no. I had like something I lined up. I didn't want your off-season Tune grade. Tune in next Chanel's. week for Drew's off-season oh. grade. <laughs> All right, that's fine. That's good enough. No, uh, go for it, Drew. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, if it was a regular off-season, I'd give them a solid F. Um, but considering the circumstances, <laughs> I'll give them a C-. minus. Okay. Because their their two blatant weaknesses are on the left side on defense now with Krug gone, and uh, still that second line right wing spot not satisfied with Kasha there, whoever the fuck they decide to plug in there, and they didn't address either of those. They got themselves a third, maybe second line center, and <clears throat> they didn't address their need. And I get that because with the whole cap didn't go up and everybody nobody knows what's going on because covid and how that's going to affect shit financially i understand why they wouldn't want to go in all in this season on something so that's why i'm not giving them an f i understand they're being a bit conservative and it makes sense to be conservative but if it was a regular off season then it's a they they didn't address their needs they got another center which they have plenty of but that's all i wanted to say i needed to get that off my chest i was pretty angry so Nice. I'm, I'm in the like C plus range. It would normally be a C, but Craig Smith is very handsome, so I give him a C plus. <laughs> yeah, I think I can agree to that. Second only to Bergeron on the team now, I think. I don't know. Uh, no, Bergeron's I'm, number one. Bergeron's the sexiest <laughs> man alive. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I mean, like, I oh, do second think, only to Nick Godin. But I do. Oh Jesus! Oh, don't do this. <laughs> Pump his tires. <laughs> We got to make a comeback so we don't get fired. Although Colin's the one who fired. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, yeah, no, Drew. I've already been fired so many times. It doesn't even matter. Hold on. We, we, Drew, what? <laughs> yeah, Chris, yeah. What the fuck was that? <laughs> so I today, 100% know what you're saying. Today, Drew and I were just like, I don't know what Drew was doing. I was just sitting at work. <laughs> we, were, we were just sitting together. I was just I was, sitting I think I was in bed. I don't even know what uh, I was doing. And I got like a Google Hangouts chat from <laughs> Colin's email address. Of course, just saying, it's a Google Hangouts thing. Just, just saying, hey. In the chat that we've had our episode <laughs> hey, baby, up. literally three months ago, I think. Yep. It's just like, hey. And Drew and I were both like, yeah, what's up? And he was like, just getting pucks in deep in the classroom. <laughs> 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 and that was it. <laughs> yeah, I had no response. I love if there were no further interactions. It was just like, all right. <laughs> okay, glad we had that one. Absolutely <laughs> incredible stuff from Colin. I he was that, that bored that he that went is, to That Google is some A plus content right there. <laughs> can you please uh can you please tweet that out from the account? Oh we'll screenshot, screenshot and tweet messages. it for sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
yeah, that's all that I was, needed. I'm good. That was very confusing. I'm really glad I remembered that. <laughs> I am glad you did too. I completely forgot about that. You guys both were just like, ah! Oh, I, like, I remember the notification came up on my phone, but I didn't recognize like the logo of the app. <laughs> that came from I was like what is this and I was like Google Hangouts you're like Google Hangouts I thought that I was, was like, just a is he like calling us what's going on he just said hi like so he was so bored he opened up Google Hangouts of all websites I'm guessing he was on his like classroom laptop or whatever and was just like in a room of chaos where I assume Colin works I don't know exactly what he <laughs> what well, he does at the... to say. <laughs> yeah indicate that oh man um cam any thoughts on your off-season grade i guess if we're good doing the round table that has finally I'm sorry sorry I'm that I C, <laughs> c plus i think i don't think it was terrible i think the, the you know the move that they made for smith was solid um i think they still have some holes to plug but uh again i i would rather be a little cautious here than overreach which has been a problem yeah. in the past which i mean it happens for every team you know what i mean not to place too much blame but um, I, I don't think they needed any major changes, so I don't want to stoop into like the DF range, but obviously there were upgrades that could have been made that were not done, at least not yet. And, and presumably not at all. So I think it's kind of middle of the road, CC plus it's fine. All right, Chanel, you can say no to this if you want, because you did it last week, but, uh, <laughs> Because I want to pump your tires. Uh, Chanel is an intersectionality consultant for the Seattle Kraken. Um, you can pretend like you're just explaining this to Drew because you've already explained it to me and Cam. But mostly, I just want to hear our listeners. No, I want to hear about it because because to, uh, I like heard I heard the announcement, but I, I don't know details. Oh my god, the announcement! Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I started working for Seattle the beginning of October. Um, it's been pretty crazy to say the least. Um, I have been in a few meetings where I just like have an existential crisis because I'm like, how did, how am I here? Um, like the other day, um, we were on like a kind of serious meeting with like a hundred plus people. And all of a sudden we're listening to somebody order their breakfast and, um, it was really funny and like <laughs> a lot of us were trying not to laugh because we're presentation was being given to us, but, um, yeah, so it's just fun to be with a bunch of people who, um, are really welcoming and open and are not doing it for the clout. They're like really honestly trying to do the best that they can in their fan base and, um, and I'm really appreciative of that now, given what's happened today. And just, I mean, we haven't made like any comment about it and I don't really know if we ever will, but knowing the inside of what's going on right now, um, I feel pretty good about working for them. Um, but basically I'm just here to go wherever they tell me to. I work with uh, a lot of the tech team stuff right now because we're developing the app for the arena currently which is a really long process that I just kind of jumped into the middle of. And um, they're really nice about that. Um, And a lot of other like uh, social stuff and things that I can't talk about because that's always fun to say. Classified. Um, 
Yeah. yeah. She says, like, I'm not doing it for the clout, but I have this classified information clout 100%. I, I wish Bruce and Bruins had some sort of classified information. <laughs> oh, it's well, the two all, lost episodes are all yeah, classified yeah, yeah. information. And all the things you've ever bleeped on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, yeah. No, that oh, can't, right. yeah, that's got to stay classified. And the whole group, basically the entire group chat, at least 50% of the group chat is classified. Let's make it clear that it's not like nefarious shit. It's just like it's all about my kidnappings. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've I've been having a good time. I've been doing my best to rep mass well because there've been a couple times where Boston gets brought up, and I like how to pretend to. I have to really like not smile, even though I'm like yeah, that's us. Like what what a fun time. <laughs> um. But yeah, I'm excited to keep working for them. Um, I have a pretty nice contract with them, so I'll be there for a little bit to try to do the best I can for um, the disabled community and stuff because that's essentially my role is to be a representative. Um, so yeah, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, fucking awesome. <laughs> I, I said this last week, but I'm just going to repeat it now that Drew's actually here because I threw Drew under the bus as being a loser like me, but um, Drew, what? I know like you and I are both like big, you know, NHL 21 guy, you know, chellers. Oh yeah. And, uh, I'm supposed like, to write yeah, a sure. review for Bruins diehards about that. Yeah, exactly. reminder it's for supposed me to, to. <laughs> it's the key word there. But um, like Drew and I are, you know, like building expansion teams in NHL on a video game for fun. And like Chanel is doing the real fucking thing, like actually a yeah. part of a real expansion team. Like, that's just so fucking cool. I, I wish you the best. And I'm like super equally parts jealous and just like so stoked for you that you actually get to like do this and, and be a part of it and, and yeah. help shape that organization. So fucking keep kicking ass. It's awesome. Thanks. Ditto. Yeah, you have the full support of the Bruise and Bruins podcast. Yes, yeah. the Bruise yeah, and Bruins podcast it. endorses Chanel. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's a very sought-out If, if Seattle ever needs some, like, expert analysis on some prospects or anything like that, just send a bar away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What would, what would our podcast be called if it was a Kraken? Like, I guess we'd have to be sponsored by Kraken Rum, right? And just no, Kraken Beers and... Kraken Brews. Kraken Brews. Should I claim it now? Yeah. Should we start a side podcast? Side podcast for we're just gonna analyze uh, yeah, uh, who, whoever gets drafted <laughs> in the expansion draft from the Bruins, and we're just gonna talk about that player all the time. We're gonna be the uh, the Seattle Kraken alcohol consultants. <laughs> They're gonna come to us and be like, "What sweet. are the good beers?" And we'll be like, "These ones, <laughs> these, <laughs> these ones." You just said PBR. Here, <laughs> I have this theory that the the Bruins resigned uh, Kevin Miller uh, just because they thought like, "Oh, we protected him last time." And Colin Miller got chosen. Now we'll expose him this time, and he'll be the guy that gets drafted in the expansion draft. And uh, uh, it's it's not going to go that way, but um, mm, and all. and I hope for that organization I it doesn't go so that bad way. If it did. Uh, yeah, that would that would make the Kraken Brews, Kraken Beers, whatever podcast uh, the most <laughs> depressing podcast <laughs> the, that exists. The Kraken Sad Beers <laughs> podcast. Episode, episode one, All Labs Miller. <laughs> Oh, oh no! God. Episode two. Oh, Miller fuck, time. he's injured again. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> and then it's silent for three years, and then he comes back. Not to knock him on his health, 
like you know whatever sure yeah not, um, <laughs> not, not a fan of, not a fan of that guy um he could keep his broken legs or whatever the fuck his issue has been the past couple of years. Well, so Drew, you didn't get to do this last time around because we all kind of did our, our Doc Emmerich tribute. Oh, to... oh no. Yes. Oh, I can't even like begin to recap my Doc Emmerich tribute, but oh. Yeah, so we'll, we'll let Drew lead this one off and then I guess we can we can rapid fire after that because I don't have a whole lot. Drew's like, four score and seven years ago. <laughs> four score? Um, for Drew, I know, I know you didn't uh, prepare anything, news. but why don't um, you give it a shot? <laughs> oh, it wouldn't go. Fire wagon change. Um, so yeah, no, I, I've referenced this group chat I have with some of the uh, big Boston sports fans and my, on my dad's side of the family. It's basically my dad, my uncle, a couple of my cousins, a couple of their cousins, one of our like in-laws. I think it's like seven of us, but uh, yeah, and we are huge Doc Emmerich fans, have been for for years. Uh, He's the voice of hockey that I grew up listening to, Um, and yeah, I'm really sad to to see him go. I think it, for I mean, (laughs) it's not like I'm analyzing a player retiring, like, yes, it makes sense, his time's up or anything, but like, yeah, man, he's getting older and COVID's a thing. Like, why the fuck would you want to go travel to arenas or sit in your office and commentate on games, you know? Um, I'm really happy they're going to be having him do those, like, quote-unquote essay things, those little videos like he did for uh, – he's done multiple, but, like, the one he did announcing kind of his retirement or summarizing hockey or whatever you want to call what he did, which was awesome. Um yeah, and definitely, I think just out of every sports announcer ever, the best, absolute best voice. Just, just, and, and the fact that I, it, I forget what year it was, but one playoff run, it was like 107 fucking like words for the, for the term pass. I think that's, yeah, I remember that's that. fucking yeah, yeah. brilliant. That's brilliant. And that's just stuff he does. Bringing like, that one along. It's not like, I don't think he like wrote 107 words. And I was like, oh, I'm going to use these throughout the playoffs. It's just like what comes to him half the time, you know? I think that's fucking awesome. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I, think I agree. Cheers, yeah, cheers I, to Doc, man. Cheers yeah. to Doc. Like, yeah, I cheers. went on a whole long rant last time that got lost, but. I've always been a Doc Emmerich simp. Like I just, he was the voice of, of hockey growing up and especially playoff hockey. I mean, you think about all the most exciting hockey moments for the most part over the last oh, yeah. 20 years has been Doc. <clears throat> um, and again, just, uh, I think I, this is pretty much what I had summarized with last week, but um, he just had such an amazing ability. I feel like to, equally bring in new audiences to hockey and make it very relatable and, and understandable to people while also being somebody that a lot of veteran fans enjoyed. Um, I mentioned, I think like Joe Buck last week is somebody who is very like hot or cold and like a lot of veteran fans like really don't like <laughs> Joe Buck because they think he's boring or whatever like that. Like Doc Emmerich, I feel like pretty much had the respect of, more or less the entire hockey community. Maybe he wasn't everybody's favorite broadcaster. They weren't like hardcore fanboys like Drew and I, but at the very least, like nobody was turning on a game being like, damn, Doc Emmerich's calling it. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I, he was just one of those people for me that was perfect for hockey because, um, I mean, for me, that there's no such thing as an unexciting second of a hockey game. I mean, everything, the way the sport is played, you know, 
drastic changes can be made in, in a second. And to me, Doc Emmerich was an announcer that um, just every second was, was, was exciting. And, and whether it was, mm-hmm. you know, the game being played or the ridiculous, you know, facts about the, you know, eighth round pick, which doesn't even exist or nothing. A lady like, from Shawinigan. You know, like where he like grew up and like, you know, he, he like knows like who his like preschool teacher was, who like is the third cousin of like a former NHL player. You know what I mean? It's just some bullshit <laughs> like that. Um, I, I think a lot of people kind of underestimate how difficult the job like doing play-by-play is um, and, and really how much preparation goes into it. It really is not, like, it's not, you don't show up at the game and just start talking about the sport. It's, there is so much prep work that goes into it. Um, I mean, I saw it from just like doing like, you know, college games, like not hockey, but just like, you know, like a college softball game or something like that. Like you do a lot of prep work for that. I can't even imagine the amount of prep work that goes into a Stanley cup final or something like that. And mm-hmm. his ability to just rattle off that stuff and make every second of a game exciting while also just being able to reach out to new fans, I think has just been unparalleled in hockey. And, and it's a, it's a big loss for the hockey community, but I'm, I'm happy he's doing what's best for him for sure. Chanel thoughts. Oh doc. I hope you have a good retirement and you play with your dogs and you live your best life. And you get to talk like a normal person for, you know, the rest of your life. I hope that's just like how he talks. His, yeah, I think he, like, walks in. He's like, he careens the fridge open. He waffle boards <laughs> an apple to the wife. She takes a bite and she scores. Unbelievable. I would believe it because Jack Edwards sounds the same, whether or not he's on camera. And I've seen it in real life. And like he's ai so i really... when men gird their loins for <laughs> battle <laughs> i have to say doc Hemmerich, or uh not to make this a jack edwards podcast but right. oh it should for be how like no, no no for how like over the top and like excessive doc emmerich is or fucking sorry jack edwards is <laughs> he really is like like i don't know to me personally just like being on this like twitter and stuff is a lot more of like a i'll say a reasonable person I don't want to make any political statements that are going to like <laughs> ruin my career, but he's for how over the top he comes off as a hockey announcer and comparing hockey players to literal soldiers dying in battle. He actually <laughs> seems like a pretty, like he's got his ball in the court as like, as a person in general. So regardless of what you think of him as an announcer, I actually do have to toss a little bit of respect to Jack Edwards, the person. And I hope he is as over the top as he comes off while broadcasting. <laughs> Drew, did you have something to add before uh, I wrap things up? I know you were you looked like you were going to say something, but um, yeah, not to, not to put you on the spot. Um, <laughs> nah, this is important, Drew. Let's hear it. Um, but, oh, I think my favorite thing about Doc Emmerich was his like dealing with transitions that weren't natural at all. <laughs> and you'd just be yeah. like, "All right, then." just just everything anything pierre said yeah Yeah, he'd be like all right pierre well pierre's like i just got a whiff of Sidney crosby's hair he's skating by because (laughs) (laughs) no it's like he's like holy fuck we were about a half sentence away from a crime right there (laughs) (laughs) pierre talking about christopher letang and (laughs) 
and uh, then like a solid like five seconds of silence and then doc going all right <laughs> i think uh, my guess is that like every time doc tosses to pierre they all just like mute the like fucking broadcast oh, headsets sure. and they're like all right let's take a shot or something and then like oh 20 <laughs> seconds are up and it's like oh he must have just thanks pierre like <laughs> must have just wrapped up Doc and Eddie. Meanwhile, Pierre just like like harassed a coach to get some comments that the coach was definitely not interested in giving. But like Doc and Eddie, I used to know to. Christopher Latang's aunt's cousin's nephew when he was growing up, and let me tell you, in Saskatoon, when his cousin was playing with the Saskatoon Swipers, they always uh, they always <laughs> passed the puck to the wrong guy. And I always thought he was the best out there. Back to you, Doc See, and Eddie. Like Pierre also All did the like right. really obscure fact thing, but when Pierre did it, it sounded kind of creepy. When Doc did it, it was really charming. You know, it's just yeah. like that's 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 what we're trying to say. Doc just he got it right. The funny thing is, uh, on on the last episode, uh, I definitely said something along the lines of it seems too soon to be like out here doing impressions and stuff and <laughs> disrespecting the guy who just retired. It turns out the week, like a week, is the gestation period of. Uh, becoming uh, tasteful yeah, from disrespectful. <laughs> I don't know. It's not like, I mean, like, knock on wood, it's not like he died. Like, he's still alive. He's yeah. not commentating hockey. So, like, I think yeah. me and Cam you know, said at one game. point, it's like 2020. It's oh, dude. This was when we were here. Yeah. Like that. I mean, I don't think we said that, but I think I was. No, I did. Like, like knowing uh, like how this is the year's trending, he will. But then well, he retired. Stay away. I had a little. No, but when he retired, I just had a little like sigh of relief. It's like, oh, fair. <laughs> like, that, like, was, that, that was, was the thing. We got off yeah. light. That was it. Okay, I can I can deal with. That. I can live with that. I yeah. can live with that. All right, shall we close? Yeah, let's close it up. All right, this was Bruins and Bruins episode thirty-five. We're thank pretty you. sure. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, thank you so much, Chanel, for coming on. This was yes. great. Thank you, Chanel. Thank you. Um, We'll we'll have you back on in the future. This was again a, a pleasure. Yeah, for the for the second, we'll, we'll do it again next week. Uh, I'm going to purposely delete this recording, guest. and then we'll, we'll do it again next Drew, week. Drew will intentionally. Uh, for my co-hosts Cam Hasbrook and Drew Johnson, I am Chris Gear. Our guest was Chanel Keenan. Go find her on all the social media stuff uh, at Chanelli37. Um, yeah, episode thirty-five in the books. Yeah, what are we singing, folks? I don't know what song that is. Keep going. Stay here. I know who I want to take me home. I know who I want to take me home. I'm not sure we have it. I think I just